Welcome, my name is Loreen and I'm here with my twin sister Autumn. Together we are Breathe In Him. And today we're really excited to talk about something that has become so dear to us because it's transforming us and that's worship. And Autumn, I wonder if you would be willing to even open us up in a brief prayer to invite the Spirit to teach us more about worship as we converse today. Yeah, so Lord, you, you are Father. You invite us to worship you in spirit and in truth. You say that you are seeking true worshipers to worship you in spirit and in truth. I pray that you would teach us more of this mystery. We're all in conversation with you. We invite your voice. And pray, Father, that you would continue to inspire the conversation that would glorify your name between all of us who are calling on your name. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Autumn. These things are mysteries. Our lives are hidden with Christ and God. And one thing we know is that we are all designed uniquely one of a kind and that we are designed for worship i guess that's two things but we know this and the third thing is that jesus is the answer to that entry of grace into the throne room in which we can worship the lord god most high and be fulfilled and free and walk in the abundance of life that jesus has for us being human means a wrestling with this and I personally, in these times, as I look around a world where it's obvious there's so much misplaced worship, that the pursuit of health and happiness and all of these things, so much noise, so many words on it. And I am constantly these days convicted and no longer ashamed, no longer walking in condemnation around it, but convicted of how little true gratitude and worship I live in. How quickly I look to the created rather than the creator. The Bible says that we are the temples of the Most High God, that his spirit dwells within us. The Bible says that. We are created as temples. And in Hebrews it says, throwing off every weight that entangles and looking to Jesus. And in Matthew it says, don't worry, but seek first the kingdom. That tells me that every facet of our being, every part of ourselves alive to Christ and the lens with which we are to view knowledge, mind, soul, body, integration, all through the lens of worshiping the Lord God Most High. Yeah. The verse that comes to mind as well is whatever you do, whether you eat or whether you drink, whatever we do, do it to the glory of God. And then the verse in Romans 12, by God's mercies, present your bodies as living sacrifices holy and acceptable, which is your spiritual act of worship, your reasonable service. And in this way, you won't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind to prove what is the good, what is the acceptable, what is the perfect will of God, our perfectly loving Father, I might add, who loves us desperately. (laughs) This has transformed autumns in my mind's and really blown our minds. We said in the last podcast that we both quit our jobs to pursue full-time ministry. And we were not prepared for the journey Jesus would take us on with him in deeper discipleship. And one of the most mind-blowing things has been worship. My mind in my recovery journey, recovery from sin, which we will be recovering from until the day of Christ, but the amount of renewal of mind is beyond what I can even speak to, which is why Autumn and I continue to show up to add our voices to the testimony and knowing that God 
living for God, receiving Jesus in his salvation, and then living out of worship. It's the answer. Yeah. Could it really be that the answer has been here the whole time for all of us believers? We've been hearing a lot of noise from the world. Meditate in this way. Eat in this way. Exercise in this way. Could it be that the whole key to living well is found in worship of the Lord Jesus Christ, who can speak to us as unique individuals? Yeah. In the Bible, it says, trust and obey. It says, acknowledge him. It, it lays it all out there. And, and we, part of the human condition is to make things real complicated. We see it laid before us in the Bible to see the pictures of the humanity, even among the apostles or fathers and mothers of the faith. We can look at those and we can say, yeah, you know what? Us too. We've made it real complicated. It's a journey as we continue to show up yeah. and submit. Yes. And the other thing is that we human beings, all the way back to the garden, we are prone to jump on the bandwagons that we are not meant to be on. God said, I created this and this is how you have life. The tempter came in and said, oh, but you need this in this other way. And Adam and Eve very quickly just jumped that ship and got on that other bandwagon. That is what we still do. And it's not that the things very often that are being offered are wrong in and of themselves. There are wise words, great knowledge, great programs, and things that have come straight from the truth of scripture, like around meditation or movement. But how quickly even we Christians, we end up on a bandwagon of how to eat, how to pray, how to serve, rather than just flowing out of the worship first of the Lord Jesus Christ and submitting all else to him. We end up running things through another filter. Is this healthy or is this right, etc., etc. And that's where comparison and competition can really get us because we're all in different places of our journeys. We all have different calls and we all have different ways that we are working or serving. And that's where I think one of the primary tactics of the evil one and our humanity is to compare and contrast and think, well, this is working for them. I should be this, or I don't want to do this because of this, rather than simply showing up in presence to God right where we are at. Again, coming back to the fact that we're all very unique individuals. And if we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and consider ourselves to be his followers, it takes showing up in presence and worship so that we can have the identity and the truth of the Lord God Most High over ourselves and our lives and filter the rest of the noise and the knowledge. Things aren't supposed to be compartmentalized. And that's one thing that Autumn and I are realizing increasingly is what is unlocked as we remain in worship, not in a legalistic, restrictive discipline, but in an obedience and a surrender and a proclamation, putting on those garments of praise and actually showing up in his truth, despite, despite the feelings, despite the behavior, to continue to know and show up in worship. Mm-hmm. Appropriate worship flows out of a trusting relationship and We skew, we put our worship of misplaced people, places, things, circumstances, ideas, ideals. But true worship flows out of a relationship where adoration is given and received rightly. And only God is the one that has put breath within us, has created this world with goodness for us. He is the one that renews and restores and brings life. Everything good is truthfully from him. We as believers believe that. And 
to live in the context of that in every minute of our life is what he designed us for. This abiding in him like Jesus did. And this is a process and a journey. And that's part of what we're showing up here for too is that to talk about that, it's not just, oh, I'm a Christian and now I worship. Yes, and we are creatures with this ever-expanding capacity for worshiping in the image of Christ, worshiping in spirit and in truth. And there's so much to continue to grow in, in that. So much goodness to be received. So Autumn and I, some of you know us and have witnessed some of the progress. It's been kind of a long journey these past three years with some of the dying to self, our relationship, overcoming some family patterns, different ways that we have coped with one another. Autumn and I can definitely testify to the transformation in one another's lives as we are continuing to apply the practice of worship, taking the Lord God at his word. We have grown exponentially. I cannot even tell you how much our faith has increased. We exercise the measure of faith that was given to us and quit our jobs and dove in. We had no clue about the depth that God would continue to lead us into an increased faith. We can testify now and in a different way over our recovery over our destructive patterns, over our minds, souls, health. We can testify in a different way now than we could three years ago because like Autumn just said, it is a journey. It's a practice. It's a progression. And it really does get more and more broad. Yeah, worship has freed us and is freeing us. And again, this is worship in the context of living appropriately in regard to our creator. He has brought us out into broad places, and it is for freedom. These are scriptural words that we read and hear. Freedom that he has set us free. Christ has written a law of liberty, and it is through the context of worship to our creator that we are discovering that he is everything he promised that he was and the more than we could ask or imagine. That is who he is. And in relationship to the things that he requires of us, like to walk by the Spirit, have that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, that list, that unattainable list, except for by the Spirit, that actually in our relationship, our relationships with our families, with our bodies, with our husbands, with our friends, our churches, he is delivering on everything that he has promised. What have we not been promised here? And where has the world not delivered? We need our Savior to care about our wellness. We need our Savior to care about our lives, and He does. We need our Savior to inform our purpose and our meaning, our confidence, and He does. He created us to live here in abundant life and in vibrant worship.